Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. Brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. So tonight, very briefly, I want us to look at this... Uh, how to prepare for a believer's meeting? How do we prepare for a believer's meeting? I want to read a scripture in the Old Testament. Look at what God said to them in Exodus chapter 19. Exodus chapter 19. Most times we take the things of God very casual and we don't get ourselves ready for what God wants to do. You see, faith can only take what grace has made available. Faith can only take what? What grace has made available. So, if grace has made something available, you must also still lay hold on it by faith. Are you following this? Now, most of you have money in the bank, regardless of the amount. And if I say, oh, you have money, yes, in the bank. But if you want to use that money, what's going to happen? You either have to withdraw it, if you go to the bank physically, or you have to use your mobile app to do what? To transfer. For instance, if you use uh, GTB like I do, and you, you're using star 737, they will ask you for your personal PIN, right? Whatever bank you use, I'm sure all banks have that code now. You have to do that. You know what? You know why? Even though the money is yours, for you to transfer it to someone, there has to be an action from you. Are you, following, are you following what I'm saying? Even when you go to the bank and say, oh, I have some money, please transfer it to this person. What will the banker tell you? They will give you a form to sign. Why are you signing? It's your money. You can tell them, send one million to KACC. They'll say, oh, yeah, we know, but sign. Why? Because your signature is that act that commits you to say, listen, I'm taking responsibility for this what? For this decision. It's the same thing. Whatever grace has made available, there must be action from your parts to take advantage of that. So, that is one of the reasons we set up meetings. Why do we set up meetings? We set up meetings to provide a consecration or a concentration of God's word over a particular period of time. So, for instance, we're having a conference for three days. What are we trying to do? We're trying to say, okay, for three physical days, we're having a total immersion on the word of God on a particular subject. Praise God. So, the conference essentially is not about the handbills. <laughs> you understand that? It's not about the t-shirt. It's not, it's not the ushering work. No. The conference is actually a period we have set aside to have a concentration of God's word. It's a time we have set apart to say, listen, we are going to give ourselves to the word for three days on this subject, sitting and learning from God's word. Now, in Exodus, let's read that now. Exodus chapter 19 and verse 10. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, Exodus 19, 10, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes. Verse 11. And let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. God, this was in the Old Testament, of course, you know, God wasn't living in them then. But God says, listen, I'm going to come on the third day. But I want you to get ready. He says, consecrate yourself, prepare yourself. There's going to be an encounter. But there is a preparation that you require. You see, one of the things we have not understood very well in the body of Christ, and I'm going to read that, is that most times when we have meetings like this, we say, oh, let the pastor pray, let the pastor fast, let the pastor go and get himself ready. No, you also need to get yourself ready. Praise God. It's not just the pastor. You need to, have, listen, there are some meetings I've gone to, and I've taken time to pray and fast. For those meetings, for specific impartations. I don't go to all, you know, there are people who jump from conferences to conferences. Every conference they are there. I, I, I believe that sometimes it's a sign of you not even knowing what you're doing. 
You can't go everywhere. You can't attend every conference. Every meeting you are there. You know, sometimes some people, it shows. Uh, you see, if you are ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, something is wrong. You know, I, I remember one time ago, um, maybe about five years ago, a friend of mine called me. He says he wants us to go to a meeting. I said, oh, what's the title of the meeting? He says, how to find your purpose. I said, if at this stage we are still finding our purpose, when are we going to leave it? I said, no, I have found mine. What is good for me now is maximizing my purpose. Because I can't, I mean, what's, what else am I going to find from what I'm doing right now? So there are certain meetings that you, 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 it's not every meeting you go. I mean, essentially, let me just put it that way. Then when you are going for a meeting, you have to get yourself ready. He says, prepare. He says, I'm going to come on the third day. He says, but go and consecrate them. Get them ready for my coming. It's the same thing when we have a believer's meeting. Why, why do we actually call it a believer's meeting? Number one is because essentially it's a teaching meeting for believers. So, for instance, even though we're having a meeting, we'll give opportunity for people to accept the Lord. It is not primarily a, a, a meeting for salvation, as it were. It is not an evangelistic meeting. Let me put it that way. It is not an outreach. Are you following what I'm saying? Rather, we are gathering believers to deepen our understanding on who we are in Christ. So, if, for instance, I'm teaching who you are in Christ, it is assumed that you're already in Christ. Are you following one? So that's why we call it a believer's meeting. So a believer's meeting is different from an outreach. For instance, if we have an outreach, we are going to first of all be very careful in presenting the gospel. What is the aim of presenting the gospel? It's so that we can give them the opportunity to hear the gospel and accept the sacrifice of the Lord. Right. But in a believer's meeting, for instance, we are not presenting the gospel. Rather, we are explaining and going deeper into the gospel so that the believer is assured of his salvation. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you observe the difference? So what we are having, that's why we're not just going to invite people who need Christ. They, they, they should be part. We're going to give opportunity to such people at the end of every meeting. We're going to give that opportunity. But we, we're also targeting believers who need to grow in their understanding. So it is not just a conference for new babies in Christ. No, we want to understand what does it mean to become a new man in Christ. So a believer's meeting is actually a gathering, a, a meeting for what? For believers. Praise God. Alright, so he says get yourself ready. So the preparation for a believer's meeting is not only in the life of the pastor. And the reason I, I decided to teach us this is because sometimes also... We can, get, we can get so engrossed in our makeup for the conference, the dress we're going to use for the conference, the environment, the food, and you discover that we've done everything natural and we're not ready for the spiritual world. Have you seen, have you seen people who uh, they plan a conference and they, they, they prepare so hard, then they come late? That is, the preparation is too much. They were late. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or you see, a conference is going on, and all the key workers in the conference are absent. No, that is why, you know, as a local church, we must make sure that by Thursday, all our arrangements are tidied up. Everybody, from the least to the greatest, once the teaching of God's word starts, everybody sits down to listen to the word. Are you following what I'm saying? So, anybody you're inviting, you've got to let them know. This is not a meeting we'll put. The time on the flyer is the time we will start, is the time we will close. Are, are you following what I'm saying? We're not going to be singing praises. We, we pretend that we're singing praises to God, but actually we are waiting for people. No, 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 no. We don't do that. That's hypocrisy. See, keep singing. Keep, keep. They are still coming. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And then the song people are, you know, that's where people start singing tired song. You know, the, the people have finished all the songs they rehearsed. Nothing more. You start hearing, pass me not a gentle savior. Hear my humble cry. You know, all kinds of songs will start coming out. Why? Because they are tired. Are you following what I'm saying? Listen, we don't use songs to wait for people. Are you following what I'm saying? Every time we sing, we are singing in adoration to our savior. Glory to God. So, we are not just going to get prepared at the expense of receiving the word. 
So anything that is your responsibility, get it done. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that uh, before the meeting starts, you are ready. You are ready. Don't, don't say it like we are having a conference. Tell yourself, I am having a conference. This conference is mine. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? And you release your faith. Let's, let's go to Romans. Let me show you something. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Go to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Let's, let me show you something here. Verse 10. Romans chapter 1 and verse 10. Let's start reading from verse 6, from verse 8. Look at this. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. That your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. So these are a people of faith. Praise God. He was addressing believers. Okay. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son. That, we, that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers. Oh. Making requests. Look at this. If by some means, now at last, I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. Can you see what Paul is praying? He says, I am praying. If, if, if God will allow me in his will to come to you. Now the question is, why is Paul praying this prayer? Go to verse 11. For I long to see you. That I might impart unto you some spiritual gifts. To the end that you might be established. This is my, this is my question. You know, sometimes you'll say, oh pastor, sorry, I can't be in the meeting. I'll get the messages. Nothing wrong with that. But the truth of the matter is that Paul could have written whatever he wanted to impart to them. He could have written it in the letter, right? They were going to read the letter. So he could have said, I impart to you uh, the gift of this. But Paul says, I'm writing this letter to you. But I want to see you. The word see there connotes physical meeting. He said, I want, I'm praying. Look at what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, I'm praying that in the will of God, I might find a way to come. He's trying to say, Lord, God create that opportunity for us to have this meeting. He says, because I want to see you, that I might impart to you some spiritual gift. Don't forget, in verse 8, these are the same people that Paul is saying, listen carefully, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. So these were not baby Christians. Are you following what I'm saying? So a believer's meeting is not just a meeting for baby Christians. No, it's a meeting for even those who are matured. For the impartation of spiritual gifts. It says to the end that you might be established. So it means that no matter how far we've gone in faith, there are meetings where there are impartations of spiritual gifts. Hallelujah. So he said, I'm praying that God will cause that door to be open. That God will cause that door to be open for us to meet, to see physically. Because I long to see you. But how is Paul going to impart the spiritual gift to them? Through the teaching of God's word. So, as we prepare for our Explore Bible Conference, it's a, it's a longing in my heart that over the next three days as we kick off the conference, that God will grant us in his will the opportunity that through the teaching of God's word, there will be the impartation of spiritual gifts. Praise God. That's one of the purpose. One of the purpose of believers meeting is for the impartation of gifts to strengthen you. You'll be in the meeting. After three days, you just realize that certain gifts have been deposited in your spirit. You just realize that you are strengthened in certain areas of your life. Praise God. You just realize that you're, you know, some of you might be people who are so full of worry. You just realize after the three days, there's an assurance of faith on your inside. Praise God. So, the, the meeting is designed for the impartation of spiritual gifts. To the end that you might what? You might be established. Praise God. But I like the next verse. Go to the next verse. Verse 12. Verse 12. That I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith of both you and me. Everybody say mutual faith. Can you see that? Can you see that? 
that Paul is going to have faith to impart spiritual gift to them, they are also going to have faith to minister back to Paul. So a believer's meeting is a meeting where both the minister and the believers are having a common faith. So what are you going to do? You're going to set your faith that as pastor is going to teach these three days, I'm positioned to receive. And that faith is going to pull the teaching anointing out of me. And going to pull that impartation out of me. Are you following that? And I'm also believing that in the next three days, that there's going to be the impartation of gifts. Are you, are you seeing how it works? So our mutual faith will be encouraging to each other. Now, listen to this. There cannot be impartation without faith. Both faith in the speaker and faith in the receiver. Are you still here? Come on, I said, are you still here? Alright, so most times, most times, we, <laughs> uh, you know, God will help his church. God will help his church. Look at this. You see, most times in church, we don't understand these things. So, you just see people will just get up and say, ah, we have not done women program in this church for two years. <laughs> you will just get up. Ah. You are not doing women programs. Say, okay, yeah, let's just do. Okay, uh, what do we call it? Uh, mothers of honor. Mothers of honor. Say, hey. no, no, say, I don't like mothers of honor. Many people have used mothers of honor. Say, true mothers. <laughs> you know, say, okay, true mothers. Yeah, true mothers. Then they say, what? Who? Who should we bring? Who should we bring? Should we bring? Say that woman. Say that woman is good, but she talks too loud. We need somebody who is cool for for this true mothers team. We need a cool person. And I say, okay, ah, let's bring pastors. I say, hey. You, you see, you know, so most times we are used to setting up meetings like that. So, you know, the meetings sometimes, I'm not saying anything, no, I'm just saying, you know, sometimes the meeting can be so naturally orchestrated. You know, it's called at the end of the day, the women are quarrel at the end of the meeting. Have you, have you been to churches like they're not quarrel? Uh-uh. Say, no, no, we should wear, we should wear green. It is true, mother, true, it's, the true is close to color green. Say, no, it's red. Say, no. Say, that's why I don't like all these church things. <laughs> At the end of the day, oh, okay, so poor people like us that cannot sew uniform. The meeting that was supposed to bring impartation now brings division. You see, the day of the True Mothers Conference, nobody shows, some people don't show up. Say, let them take their conference. They say they are True Mothers. You see, that, you, see you know, so sometimes when we announce a meeting in church, that is the concept that comes out of our head. No, that should not be the purpose. Are you following what I'm saying? When we have a believer's meeting, it is, it is like we are praying, oh God, in your will, allow us to have this meeting. Allow us to have this meeting. And the Lord gives us a liberty. And say, go ahead with the meeting. And you're like, wow, we have received green light. It's time now to set ourselves. Why? You see, that's why that, you see, you must be careful in a believer's meeting, the natural preparation must not be more than the spiritual preparation. Are you still here? Come on, are you, are you following my mind? Hey, hey, ah, we're having conference. I've not bought shoe. Ah, this conference, no. I must wear, I must wear. No, no, no. It's good. Dress well. Even me, I've ironed my suit. <laughs> but you see, if my suit is sharper than my word of knowledge, something is wrong. Are you, following, are you following what I'm saying? That is not the priority. The priority is that at the end of the day, there will be an impartation of spiritual gift. Glory to God. Are you following what I'm saying? So we get ourselves ready naturally, but at the same time, we are ready in the spirit. We are, it's almost like, it's almost like when Cornelius was praying and praying and God says, your prayers and your arms given has gotten to me. He says, send for Peter. He will speak words to you that you might be saved. And the Bible says, when Peter came, he says, as Peter was yet speaking, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them that heard Peter. It was like the Holy Ghost was just waiting for Peter to speak. Do you realize what I'm saying? Because Cornelius has been waiting. Cornelius has been praying. Cornelius was prayed up for, for that meeting with Peter and God had prepared Peter only what God just wanted was for Peter to open his mouth immediately Peter opened his mouth what happened? there was a release of the Holy Ghost that's how, you see how will I know that we are prepared for this conference is the level of the anointing of God that flows on Friday 
It's the level of the anointing of God that flows on Saturday. Are you following what I'm saying? That you are surprised by the anointing. I'm surprised by the anointing. It's like God was just waiting for us to get together. That's how to prepare. Hallelujah. You realize Mary and Martha, right? When Jesus came, praise God. And Mary and Martha, <laughs> Mary and Martha, Jesus came and Mary went. Started cooking, cooking. Want to give to Jesus. Cooking, cooking, cooking. <laughs> That's how I see the most, sometimes, some of the most uh, people you will have issue with in church are people who are in departments. Because sometimes they serve themselves out of the word of God. They are so busy. Praise God. Now, you realize, Mary and Martha, Jesus now says, she has chosen the good parts which cannot be taken away from her. You see, in preparing for a believer's meeting, you choose the good part. What is the good part? To sit down and hear the word. That's the good part. Listen, you, you, you all know me. I love excellence. And you'll be surprised at the level of excellence we're having in this meeting. We're going to have very good excellence. Some of you, by the time you come on Friday, you will not recognize this place again. Excellence all over. But that must not take preeminence over God's word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, we will not prepare for the meeting as if we're preparing for award night. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Lights everywhere. Dinner gone. Hell. Makeup. You know, you know, sometimes you can be so make up, we don't even know it's you again. Now we're welcoming you like a first timer. Say, ah, welcome, welcome. Ah, I hope you enjoy it. I say, Pastor, it's me. Say, oh, is he you? You know, so made up. You know, that's good. Look nice. But also make up your mind that you're going to receive impartation. Amen. Amen. Let's read something. I'll show you something. Praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. Let me show you something. Go to uh, Acts chapter 17. No, Acts 14. I want to show you something. Acts 14. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 14. We're going to have a good time in God's word. Amen. I said we're going to have a good time in God's word. In the name of Jesus. And nations are going to be tuned in. And they will hear God's word. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Out of this church right now. The word of God will go forth into the nations. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Out of this word. I speak it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. These three days of the conference is going to be life changing. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The anointing of God's spirit is going to overflow. There's going to be the impartation of graces in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 14 verse 9. Can we read verse from verse 8? Are you there? If you are there say amen. amen. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this glory of God. Now at Lystra, a man sat, I'm using the Amplified, who was unable to use his feet. For he was crippled from birth and had never walked. The Bible says he was crippled from his mother's womb. This man was listening to Paul. Oh, verse 9. Look at this. This man was listening to Paul. The same heard Paul speak. Was steadfastly beholding him. It's like, it's like Paul was teaching. And the man was looking at Paul. Steadfastly. Steadfastly. Oh, glory to God. And, 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 and look at this. And perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Wow. Did you realize what we read in Romans chapter 10? Chapter 1? Paul said, Paul talked about what? Mutual faith. Right. Is that what Paul said? Yeah. He talked about what? Mutual faith. That's the faith in you and the faith. So you realize what was happening? The Bible says the man heard Paul and he was looking at Paul steadfastly, was looking at Paul steadfastly, was looking at Paul steadfastly. And Paul, I like the way the Amplified puts it. Let me read it from the Amplified. Look at it. It says, the man was listening to Paul as he spoke and Paul looked intently at him and saw that he had faith to be healed. How did Paul see his faith? How did Paul see his faith? The man did not utter a word. The man didn't say anything. The Bible says the man was looking at Paul. It's like Paul was teaching. And the guy was drinking all the words from Paul. You know, when you are preaching, if you're here, if you have ever taught, you will know someone who is paying attention. You will know someone who is drawing from you. 
And the Bible says, and Paul perceived that the man had faith to be healed. The man did not even say, I want to be healed. He was just listening to Paul and looking at Paul. You see, no meeting set up by God is ordinary. You can get your healing in any meeting. You choose. You determine. Praise God. The, man, the Bible says the man was crippled from birth. He could have said, ah, I don't want to listen to Paul. Is it not Paul? Ah, is it not Paul? <laughs> what is Paul going to teach again? Let Paul be. You know? <laughs> oh, Paul, well, Paul didn't say that, but Paul said, turn to this. Yeah, I've read it before. <laughs> Let's open to this. Ah, I've studied it. <laughs> he won't get this healing. You know, sometimes I was, I was, I, there was my, my, one of my mentors told me something long time ago. <laughs> they have children now, but he told me something. They used to be in a very large denomination. I don't want to mention the names. So this denomination, they used to have a service for those who wanted the fruit of the womb, who were trusting God for children. And they were believing God for children. So uh, my mentor would tell his wife, why don't you go for that service? He would, she would say, I know the scriptures they are going to use. <laughs> then my mentor now said, no, you don't know them. He said, I know. He said, if you know them, you will be pregnant. The fact that you're not pregnant means you don't know them. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? It can be the same thing with some of us. He says, turn to Romans. Ah, I know. Which, which of the Romans? Is it, I know. No. If you know, you will not be here. You would have grown higher. Praise God. Even me, when I go for certain meetings, I don't, I don't pretend, or you don't go there like a big man of God. You cross your leg. And when they preach, you say, yes, correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. No, it means the Greek word there. You know, you will never grow. Sometimes you need to humble yourself. You might know more than the man that is teaching, but God has designed that period for that man to be a vessel of impartation. Praise God. Are you hearing this? Come on, I said, are you hearing this? I can, I can mention specific meetings that I went and specific impartations that I received in those meetings. I'll tell you, in this meeting, I got this impartation. In this meeting, I got this impartation. In this meeting, I got this impartation. I remember the meeting where I went in a particular conference in Accra. And I... The man has this massive grace to build. Just have this massive grace to build. Massive grace. And I went to that meeting. And after the meeting, I just went up to the podium. I was praying. I was just praying in the spirit after the man had talked. Praying in the spirit. And I just heard in my spirit an anointing to build. An anointing to build. And today when people see some of the things we're doing in terms of physical structures, it can only be the anointing of God. It, it can only, you know, it can only be the anointing of God. Praise God. How did he get this place? Just the anointing. Are, are you following what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, I know pastors in this city who are looking for places. They will tell agents. They will tell, uh, they will tell everybody, write it. I will looking, put on Facebook, recommendation. We are look, they won't find it. Because when a court is tied and is needed for the master's use, only Jesus can direct you to where it is. There are anointings, specific anointings for specific areas. Praise God. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? So when we have a meeting like this, get your family ready. Get yourself ready. Praise God. Ask God, God, what do you want us to receive? You see, we, I'm, I'm going to get there in the book of Luke. We might be teaching about the new creation and God wants to do something else in your life. He will by the spirit begin to speak to you. I might just say a word and the spirit will come to you. I remember a particular day, I cannot forget, my dad was teaching. And uh, he just made a statement. Then I just got into ministry, I was paying my rent myself. I, he just made a statement that day. He says, today is the last day. I, don't, I can't remember the message, but I remember the statement. He just said, today is the last day that landlord will terrorize you for your rent. He just made that statement like that. I just said, Amen. You know, a kind of peace came in my heart. You see, that day, I believed that that day, <laughs> that anointing <laughs> to be able to pay your rent on time came on me. 
<laughs> since that day, we've never owed anything. Any property we are in, we pay years ahead. Like we pay two years, three years ahead. That's the last day that rent became an issue. That you are praying about it or you are believing God. It was done with. Are you following what I'm saying? So sometimes I can be teaching on the new creation and I make a statement and the Holy Ghost, you seize that statement. I perceive certain dimensions of faith and release that word and you receive it. You discover that you get your healing. It doesn't matter if you have been crippled from birth. Your solution is in the teaching of God's word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Look at what the Bible says. The same heard Paul speak. Heard Paul speak. So, in a believer's meeting, your most important organ in a believer's meeting is your ears. You must make sure that you're not distracted. When we start teaching, don't distract yourself. Tell your friends, I'm going to be having a meeting for three days. So, so time to so, so time, I will not be available. You see, if anything takes your ears, they have taken your impartation. Uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm getting a children teacher and I said we're going to get someone to take care of the children do you think it's because we, we have too much money to spend you, do, do, do you understand what I'm saying you know but I want us see I want us to be able to pay someone to handle the children why we want to have a volunteer to handle the children so you can have time to listen to the word are you following what I'm saying? So it is not because ah we, we have too much money. No, no. You see, it is better we use money to get ourselves ready for the word. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why are we getting good systems? It's not because, oh, we want, no, no, the word is important. Because anything that will make us not hear the word will distract us. You see, you realize, even as a church, we could have bought these curtains maybe a couple of months back. But why do you think we said, because of the conference, let's buy the curtains? Do you think it is because people will come and will laugh at us? No. We realize that when people pass, we're distracted. What are we doing? We're using money to eliminate distractions so we can hear the word. Are you following what I'm saying? That's, that's how you show that you are ready. Like God, what is going to distract us? Is, is this thing being here going to distract us? Is this going to distract us? Is this going to... Okay, we take out the distraction. So God, whatever you're speaking, we can hear clearly. Because it is in that speaking, we will have faith to be healed of whatever condition that we're in. Praise God. Look at this. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly behold him, beholding him, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Let's read on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say with a loud voice, stand upright <laughs> on thy feet. Look at his response. And he leaped and walked. Jesus Christ. He did not walk and leap. He leaped, then he walked. It was like, you understand? It's like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> The man was so ready for the power of God. When Paul said, rise up and walk. The power was so strong. He took him up before he started working. Now, very simple question. Who determined the healing of this man? Primarily, it started with him. Not Paul. So sometimes you go to a meeting. I say, the man is not powerful. I've been having this condition. Say, no, 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 no. You are not coming here to test whether I have power. Do you understand that? The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. It's the power of God unto healing. It's the power of God unto whatever. What does the word salvation mean? It does not just mean deliverance from sin. That word salvation is soteria. It means healing, deliverance, prosperity. It means, it means to be wholly saved. It's the gospel. As you hear the truth of God's word, the power is there. All both of us need to do is to give voice to the power. You give voice to it by your words of faith. I give voice to it by my proclamation. And if those two come together, there'll be an explosion of God's power on your behalf. Glory to God. Praise God. I said praise God. Now, so Paul spoke as about this man. Now, let me show you another. Matthew chapter 9, verse 20. 
Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we are ready for you. Praise God. I'll tell you something. Thank you, Lord. I'm expectant about the anointing in this conference. Glory to God. But something good is going to happen to us. Amen. Matthew 9, chap- Matthew chapter 9 and verse 21. Do you remember the story? The woman with the issue of blood. Come on, we're using scriptures now. We're just going through the scriptures to tell ourselves how to prepare. Look at this. And behold, a woman which was diseased with the issue of blood for how many years? 12 years. How many years? 12 years. You remember the man we read about in the book of Acts. The Bible says he was crippled from birth, from his mother's womb. Now go on. It says, came behind him and touched the hem of his garments. Verse 21. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. Now, who determined her healing? She. She just told herself, if I can touch Jesus, I'll be whole. Now, the, go back to verse 19. Uh, verse, uh, go to 16. Let me see. Go to 16. 17. I want to look at where the story starts. 17, let's see. No, go to 18. Let me see. Um, 19. And, okay, let's go to, I think it's Mark, Mark rendition. Let's go to 21 now. 21. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. But you know, Mark's rendition says that when she heard about Jesus, that's the phrase I wanted to get. That's what Mark, he says when she heard about Jesus. So the first thing she, 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 the first point of her miracle was her hearing. Because if she did not hear about Jesus healing, she would not have told herself that she can be healed by Jesus. Do you, do you, do you get what I'm trying to say? So, I'm, I'm going back to that point of your hearing, your hearing, your hearing. That's the most important thing. So, for she said within herself, then she began to speak about that meeting. So, what one of the ways we can prepare for believers meeting is confession. From today, start confessing about that meeting. That as I come for that meeting, my heart is open. I, I receive grace in that meeting. Pastor is going to teach in such a way that my life will be turned around. What, you, you, you need to start saying things within yourself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now you need, I don't need to know what you're saying within yourself. But if you're saying good enough fake words within yourself, then you would have what you say. So she said within herself, if I'm able to touch his garment, I shall be made whole. Verse 22. Verse 22. <laughs> Praise God. I like this. She set herself up for the miracle. You can actually, and Jesus turned, but Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith. Hmm. Can you see that? Thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith. Jesus didn't say, my prayer. Jesus didn't say, my garment. What did Jesus say? Your faith. So who determined her healing? Her faith. Who determined the crippled guy working and leaping in the book of Acts? His faith. Who determined what you're going to get in the next conference that we're having? Your faith. Praise God. So that's why you can, you can realize that three people can be in a meeting and they get three different levels of manifestation. A guy comes out of the meeting full of impartation. Another guy comes out and the only thing he remembers that the mic was not working well. You know, some people remember very stupid things. Uh-huh, why they were singing? He didn't understand. The guy was just throwing a hand. Just throwing a hand. Or is that more important to you than what you came to get? You see, you must let... The Bible says if your eyes be single, your whole body will be full of lights. It will be full of illumination. You must learn the power of a single eye. You keep your eyes on the goal. You keep your eyes on the word. You keep your eyes on your expectation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that that expectation you have built up, there will be a release. You cannot get more out of a meeting that you are prepared for. You cannot. You will only get to the level of your preparation. 
If people will do this every Sunday when they prepare to go to church, their lives will be changed every week. But you know what? People just go to Sunday as a matter of routine. Ah, today Sunday again. Ah, this series is not finished. <laughs> you know, sometimes you finish teaching and people come, ah, oh, that thing you said made me angry. You realize that that was not somebody who was prepared for the meeting. Praise God. You know, you can even finish preaching and people are correcting your English. You would have used words there, not where. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? Are you still here? You know, I mean, I'm not saying anything is wrong. You can even finish and people are correcting your dressing. Say, next time, if you wear purple, mix it with cream. Purple always goes with cream. And it begins to give you color combination. I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. But you know what Jesus said when he was asking about John the Baptist? He says, when you went to the wilderness, who did you go and see? He says, is he a man clothed? In fine linen, is he a reed? He says, No, he says, John is more than a prophet, he's the voice of one crying in the wilderness. He says, When you went to the what did you go and see when you went there? What did you see? Did you see a man that was wearing camel's hair? Did you see a man that was shouting too much? That was a repent. He says, No, he is more than a prophet. Jesus had to ask them what if I Jesus had to ask people about himself. He says, Who do men say that I am? Ah, then some say you are Elijah. <laughs> you know, Jesus, I mean, Jesus, the savior of the whole world. He was teaching, he was saying, Don't mind the guy, the man is Elijah. He's just copying Elijah. Don't mind him. <laughs> he said, I say, Don't mind him, he's the prophet. Oh, prophet like that. Ah, then Jesus now said, But who do you say that I am? You that is following me. Who do you say that I am? And then Peter says, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Look at Jesus' response. He says, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. That means it will take revelation to know who Jesus was. Are you following what I'm saying? Sometimes you can have an anointed pastor and you never benefit from his anointing. Because now you can tell, who is that? I say, I oh, don't mind. Uh, pastor, he's always crossing boats. By the time he comes, he's tired. <laughs> I'm saying you will see many things, but it takes revelation to be able to see exactly who is that man. Is he more than a prophet? For you to know that that thing was revelation, not too long. Jesus now said, I'm going to the cross. Peter said, You are not going anywhere. I've told you, you are not going. This your confession of cross. I don't like it. <laughs> Jesus now said, Get thee behind me, Satan. In one instant, God and Satan were speaking through Peter. That, that is to say, listen carefully to where I'm going now. That is to say, when Peter said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God, he was not convinced. It was not a product of conviction. It was rather a product of what? Instant revelation. He just got the revelation, but the revelation has not sunk in in his heart. Are you following what I'm saying? So the fact that you have a revelation about something does not mean you are convinced about it. You have to dwell on that revelation. Stay on it. Brood on it. Meditate on it. Until it becomes a conviction. When it becomes a conviction, even if they wake you up at midnight, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'll, this is how this thing is going to turn. Are you following what I'm saying? So when you are coming for a believer's meeting, this woman says, if I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. You know why I believe that this was not just revelation to the woman, but confession? The Bible says she kept saying to herself, if I touch, if I touch, if I touch, if I touch. And you know what? People with this kind of sickness, they were not allowed into society. By the Jewish law, they were not allowed. But she mingled herself. You know, listen. If you know the risk it took this woman to go and touch Jesus, you will know that this is the kind of touch, you know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> when I was in school, there were two, there were a twin that used to bully me a lot. They just they will oppress me. I'll take my barrel. You know how those bullies take my barrel, they will do all kinds of things. One day I just told myself that today it was like preparing for a believer's meeting. I just said, Today, I'm not sure of many things, but I know that somebody will die. That is today. That somebody as we are going to school today, I know that somebody will die. But the other thing I know, it will not be me to be one of these twins. All the things they were teaching in class that day, I was not paying attention. I was waiting for a break period. The break period, I went to stay behind 
this class door where they will pass. And you know, two of them are always working together at my height. You know, you have to, those are not the kind of blows you give twice. Because by the second one, you are gone. You just need to know that one of these blows has to deliver everything. Your anger, your, whatever. It has to be this one blow and that's it. <laughs> I waited, waited, and, they passed, and I measured the blow on the guy's eye. I mean, a lot of blood came out. People were now holding me. You know, then you just say, no, no. And you are praying that, please. If anything happened to you, don't let me go. Just hold me. Even when they are saying, go, you say, no. You know what I'm saying? But that ended the bully. That was the end of it. It's the same thing with this woman. This woman knew that, listen, if I don't touch this garment today, I might not survive. After 12 years, there was intention. There was focus. There was this thing in her heart that, listen, if I touch, I'll get... There was no shadow of a doubt. So, you know, you know, you know, I know this. Jesus said to Peter, who touched me? You know what Peter said? Peter would have almost said, Jesus, you are too foolish now. I can't question what you are saying. You're asking, because what did Jesus say? What did Peter say? He said, everybody's touching you. You are saying, who touched me? Do you realize that like, ah, now, is that question? If you were not our pastor, we would just, ah, how can you be asking who touched you? But Jesus knew that that touch was different. Because the Bible says he felt power left him. Ah, shakatala mandoseke. You know, it's like it's like when you have a small generator, right? Huh? And you plug iron. Have you experienced it? You have a small generator and you plug iron or you plug water heater. And the light is like this guy has drawn power. When, when the woman touched Jesus, it was like an iron was plugged into that. If Jesus didn't have enough power, he would just sit and say, he's finished. <laughs> Please give me some back. You can't. No, I don't have the KVA for this iron. Do you realize that? Jesus literally stood and said, I felt virtue leave me. Boy. Now, let me ask you something. Do you know what it would take for you to lay hold on Jesus and Jesus confesses with his mouth that power left me? Jesus says, I felt it. He held up Peter. Peter, who touched? What kind of touch is this? <laughs> he said, believers meeting touch. Who touched me this way? Jesus said, power left me. And the woman came. Jesus says, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Now, I, this is one of my favorite faith stories. I can teach on this story for the rest of my life. But you know the funny thing? Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house. That one has said, come to my house, come and heal my daughter. Why Jesus was busy making that journey? Another woman said, if I might touch. The same power they were taking to Jairus' house, the woman collected her own <laughs> halfway. You know why Jesus was here? That's when they came to tell Jairus that the daughter is dead. And Jesus looked and said, only believe. You can determine, you can wait for Jesus to come to your house at the end of the year. You know, there are some people who like December miracles. Say, whatever God has for us this year, it will not pass us by. You know, carryover meetings. You can wait from now till December and start attending carryover, uh, no carryover meetings. Or you can decide next weekend that you're going to lay hold on the power of God. Because something about the power of God is, listen, it's when you are ready, God is ready. There's no ready time. God is not withholding anything from you. No, no. It's when you are ready. When you are ready for your healing, you can lay hold on it. Glory to God. Are you still here? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wow. Glory to God. So, a believer's meeting is where we lay hold on the power of God. Luke chapter 5 verse 17. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Luke 5 17. Thank you, Father. And it came to pass on a certain day, look at this, on a certain day, as he was teaching, that the Pharisees and the doctors of the Lord sitting by, which came out of every town of Galilee, and Judah and Jerusalem. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, we receive this by faith, that in the name of Jesus, a day is coming in this church, that people are going to come from every part of this Podako town. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, people are going to come on a certain Sunday, People are going to be seated in this place from every part of this city in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. People are going to be seated in this place from every part of the neighboring city in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is done in the name of Jesus. 
says, and it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the Lord sitting by, which came out of every town of Galilee, and Judah and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Pause. The Bible did not say the power of the Lord healed them. The Bible did not say the power of the Lord healed them. What did the Bible say? The power of the Lord was what? Was present to heal. The question is, is it possible that there were people here who didn't get healed? Yes. But was the power present? Yes. How was the power present? Jesus was teaching. Do you understand that? So when the teaching anointing is present, the power anointing is present. So all they needed to do was to lay hold on the healing. Go to Ezekiel 2.2. I'll show you something there. Ezekiel 2.2. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 2. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ezekiel chapter 2 and verse 2. Look at this. And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet. That I heard him that spake unto me. And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. John 6, 63. John 6, 63. The words that I speak unto you, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. So when the teaching is going on, the spirit and the life of God's word is present. That's why, I'll tell you this, John 6, 63. It, it is the spirit that quickened, the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. I'll tell you something, when you are in a believer's meeting, you don't even need hands to be laid on you. Praise God. You don't need anybody to lay hands on you. The power of God is already present. Praise God. I said the power of God is already present. Amen. Okay, let's, let's read this quickly now. Time is going. One of your, let's go to Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 5. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 5. Let me just wrap up in five minutes. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord Jesus. Oh we praise your holy name Father. Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 8. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people. For it was above all the people. And when he opened it all the people stood up. Go to verse 8 for me now. Nehemiah 8 8. Look at this. So they read in the book of the law of God distinctly. And gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. Pause. I want to, I want to read from the Amplified very quickly. Nehemiah 8.8. 8. Now you must understand that a teaching meeting is where we give sense to God's word. A believer's meeting. Praise the name of the Lord. It's where we actually teach the word of God. So when you come for the meeting, you realize that we are teaching. We are giving meaning to God's word. It might look slow. But that's the purpose. Are you following what I'm saying? We're not having a conference. That's why I call it Explore Bible Conference. We are exploring the Bible. So we might take a verse the first day and take it gradually. Why? Because we're fulfilling Nehemiah 8.8. Amplified says, So they read from the book of the law of God, translating and explaining it so the people understood the reading. So what are we going to be doing in the next three days of our, of our Bible conference? We are actually going to be explaining what the new man in Christ is so you can understand it. Now this is where people miss it. While I'm doing that explanation and teaching, people now feel it's not a power meeting. No. It is as I am teaching, the power of God is present. So even though I am explaining and I am teaching, it is not devoid of power. I don't know if you follow what I'm saying. Because sometimes the teaching anointing can look dull. It can look like, ah, what is it? Let, let's enter the time. <laughs> you know, because it's power time. No, it is always power time. As we're teaching, it's always power time. Do you realize what I'm saying? So I'm not going to feel the teacher and say, okay, it's time for power now. No, 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 no. In the words is spirits. In the words is life. Are you following what I'm saying? So as we start teaching, you are laying hold. See, I'll tell some of you, by the anointing of God's spirit, as we start teaching, you discover that your financial issues are getting settled. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? You just get you just get home and realize that certain things you were praying about have been taken care of. And meanwhile, we were teaching about the new man in Christ. Praise God. So we don't have to say, okay, it's time for power now. Okay, if you want, are you ready? No, 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 no. We just keep teaching. Are you following what I'm saying? We just keep teaching. And then you release your faith. Don't, you see, when we start having the meeting, don't, don't look at the next person. They are not your problem. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? It's you that know how long your disease is. Whether you're born, crippled, or you've got 12 years of infirmity, or you've got something in your career you need to move, that's, that's between you and God. But as I stay faithful to the teaching of God's word, as I help you to understand the word of God, you begin to realize that you are now the man in Christ who's got the authority. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How do you prepare for a believer's meeting? Jude 1.20 You pray in the Holy Ghost. Building yourself in the most holy faith. You pray. You spend time to pray in tongues. Hallelujah. Just tell yourself, Lord, I'm praying for the next three days of this meeting. And begin to pray in tongues. What are you doing? You're building yourself already to receive the gifts. Amen. So Jude 1.20 But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. So as you pray in tongues, you build yourself up. Amen. Spend extended times to pray in the spirit before the meeting. Amen. Once the thought of the meeting comes in your head, pray in tongues. Hallelujah. Just speak in tongues. What are you doing? You're building yourself up, getting ready for activation. Amen. Then what is the last thing you need to do? We'll close now. Time is gone. What's the last thing you need to do? Number three. Well, I don't know which number. Whatever number. Pray for the pastor. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 1. Pray for the minister. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 1. Pray that the word of God will run swiftly and the word of God will be honored. So you pray for the minister. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of God may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Praise God. So we pray for the free course of God's word. That nothing is hindering the word. Your thoughts, your mind, nothing is hindering the word. We pray for the free course of God's word. So write the scriptures down. Make sure everybody you write them down. These are the scriptures you're going to use to pray for me. For the conference. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 1. First Thessalonians 5.25. So, so you know what you can do? Right? Second Thessalonians 3.1. You pray it in the morning. Okay? Then uh, let me have First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians 5.25. First Thessalonians 5.25. Brethren, pray for us. Go to verse 26. Okay, no, 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 go, go back to, to verse 25. This is where I'm supposed to start from. Paul says, pray for us. Now, this is where I'm supposed to start from. One of the things you must understand about the believer's meeting is that it is not only the pastor that prays for the saints. The saints have to pray for their pastor. You see, that's something we, we lack a lot in the body of Christ. Most times as pastors, we always want to appear as supermen. So you hear pastor say, well, I've not slept in the past three days. I've been studying. The angels of God have been keeping me alive. You know, it's not every testimony you should share. Some testimonies just make you look like a superman. And your people don't think you, have, you need prayer. No, Paul says, pray for us. Amen. So a spiritually matured saint will always pray for his pastor. You see, any pastor you pray for, you will receive more from that pastor. Any pastor you pray for. Praise God. Now, Colossians. Colossians chapter 4 verse 3. Colossians 4 3. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. Oh, we bless your holy name. Without praying also for us. That God will open to unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I'm also in bounds. Thank God that I'm not in bounds. Praise God. So we pray that God will give us a door of utterance. You pray for the life streaming that there will be a door of utterance into the nations. Amen. You pray for those you are inviting that there will be a door of utterance. That the word of God will speak the mystery of Christ. 
What we're teaching in the conference is the mystery of Christ. It doesn't make sense to certain people. When we tell them Christ has paid for your sins. When we tell them your sins are forgiven. When we tell them your salvation is assured. When we tell them you're a new man in Christ. It's a mystery. It doesn't make sense to some people. But after the door of utterance is opened, they'll begin to understand that mystery. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, praise the name of the Lord. Come on, let's be on our feet and just thank the Lord. Oh, we thank you, Father God, because the anointing of God will be present. We thank you for the first edition of Explore Bible Conference. Oh, we thank you, Father God, because we're going to have a full house. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you because we're going to have a full house. Thank you for listening to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng or call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.